Welcome to episode 3 of the Random Ultra Runner podcast. I hope you're all well. Hope you have had a good week. Um, my week training wise has been pretty crap again. I'm kind of recovering from a, a sickness bug that I had, which wasn't very pleasant, and I'll spare you the details um, of that. So, yeah, I'm hoping that uh, this week coming up will be a lot better because. I've got an ultra coming up not too far away in November. Uh, I'm doing the Glen Ogle Ultra uh, in Scotland, which is a 33-mile kind of hilly ultra, uh, which I'll talk about more in the in the coming weeks. So, yeah, I need to get my ass in gear um, and, and get training for that. Um, but, yeah, I hope you've all had a good week. On today's episode, I've got my friend Lee, Lee Pill, um, a fellow random ultra runner and basically we're just having a chat and reminiscing um about our about our races in the past um could have talked to lee for a lot longer but um yeah we've got 35 minutes of um chatting with lee about his ultras and his experiences and after that we'll, give, we'll do a rundown of um the last weekend's ultras um, so that is the weekend of the 5th and the 6th of August. So big races there, uh, the North Downs Way 100. We'll kind of look at the results from that and see if any stories came out of that. And I guess the Round of the round the Rock Ultra in Jersey and the Roseland Trail as well. We'll have a wee look at the results from that too. So yeah, um, yeah up next will be me. Chant to Lee. I hope you enjoy it. So, hello everybody. Uh, as I mentioned, um, got a special guest on today's podcast. I've been talking about him in episode one and two, so it's only fair to get him on in episode three. Sweet uh, Pill, how you doing, Lee? Yeah, good, my friend. Been a while. Yeah, it has. Um, yeah, like guy, we've not actually seen each other in person for a long time. We're looking at each other over Zoom at the moment, but yeah, I think last time we saw each other in person was your Thames Path One Hundred in twenty twenty, I think. So long time, like three years nearly. Yeah, yeah, and three obviously, years. yeah, and obviously you were giving a bit of help to Sam, who we met on the last podcast, and I mean through me through the Grand Union Canal. <laughs> yeah. I think, uh, yeah, I'll just say thanks again for the support that you gave her because I know she was finding it really overwhelming. Um, yeah, I, I definitely felt, I definitely got that that feeling from the, the text that we had, yeah, it was quite, <laughs> yeah, it was good to open through it in my own little way. Yeah, and obviously, you know what I'm like as well, I got to a certain point where I just couldn't function anymore, bar and just moving forward. So I was finding it difficult to even text people and stuff like that. So, um, mm. yeah, really appreciate it, mate. Um, so yeah, I, I wanted to kind of get you on for just basically, uh, just us to basically reminisce again, I guess, and and shoot the shit, and you know, talk. I can't believe I said shoot the shit. Um, talk about you and you how you get into ultras and you know, some of your kind of favourite races, I guess, you know, wanting to talk about would be the Thames Path in 2016, where, where we met as well. Um, but, I mean, how did it all start, Lee? How did you get into it? How did you get into ultramarathons? Uh, it all started back in 2014. Um, I woke up new year. Well, I was thinking, like, late 2013, like, I need to do something different with my life. I need to, I need a challenge. I need to, What's that challenge going to be? And I'm just mulling over, mulling over for the latter part of that year. What am I going to do? And then 2014, it comes to me on New Year's Day. I thought, I'm going to run a marathon this year and uh, see, see see what that journey looks like. What marathon was it? Just follow that process. So I ended up training. I got myself a book, how to run a marathon in under four hours. Uh, signed up for the Great North Run through work. So yeah, I had a busy year. And then that September, I ran the Great North Run. Two weeks later, ran my first marathon. So, yeah, that was quite an intense first year. Learned, learned a hell of a lot. Uh, got through my marathon. Didn't quite hit the four-hour barrier. Uh, it all fell apart after 20 miles. 
yeah. uh, vowed never to run again after that race. <laughs> but that was just the beginning. So yeah. What uh, what what marathon was that again? It was Robin Hood marathon in the Robin Hood, Nottingham. Yeah, the local one for me, really. Uh, yeah, finished that race and thought, yeah, I'm done. I scratched that itch and uh, never going back to that. And then sort of like took a couple of months off after that. And then 2015 rolled along and thought, you know what? What's next? And then I, I picked up the book. I, I used to go to uh, Waterstones just to look at the books and stuff. And I got yeah. to the running section and uh, saw this book called um, what was it? Dean Carnaz's Ultra Ultra Marathon Man. That was the one. Yeah, I've got it There's on the shelf. Got it on the shelf over there, mate. Yeah, entry. Yeah, entry Ultra Marathon reader for this. Is this possible? Could 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 I do this? Like that really. That's the challenge that I was looking for. And it's the challenge I've been looking for all my life, really. Can I suffer and complete something um, as big as an ultramarathon? I, I didn't want to start at like the 31, 50k mile, 50k uh, starting point. I wanted to do something bigger than that. So I signed up for the Race of the Stones in 2015, which is along the Ridgeway in Wiltshire. Starts yeah. roughly at Oxford, goes through to swin roughly swindon way um yeah so yeah signed up for that in july of that year so so you've done you've done one marathon and then you're like right done the marathon 26.2 tick done it right now i'm doing 100k so there was no other marathons after that or anything like that i didn't i i, I didn't <laughs> enjoy the marathon i didn't i don't enjoy city running i'm quite lucky where i no. live like, i'm straight on onto trails where yeah, in the yeah. south or west i'm straight onto trails so i quite like the trail running it's and funny heavily yeah. influenced by a couple of people online so that's yeah down. yeah no it's funny because i don't think that's uh well, I guess there are people that have done the same sort of thing, going like, right, I've done the marathon, I want to do an ultra. Because I, I was kind of the same as well. I'd done one marathon. No, I'd done, I'd done two marathons. And then I was like, right, I want to do an ultra now. And it really, really similar to yourself. I read that book and I, I, yeah. I was aware of them, but I was I was always just very scared of it but until I finally bit the bullet. But anyway, so 2015... You're at Race to the Stones. Um, yeah, I think most people in the UK will have heard of that one. It's a big, uh, quite a popular ultramarathon uh, in the UK. Yeah, really pretty one as well. Nice route. Um, yes. So, I mean, you're, you're, you've, you've, you've rocked up to that one, 2015. I mean, how, how, how you feeling? <laughs> what, what did it, I mean, how did your training and all that go for it? And... So how you feeling? Really well. Like I was, yeah. I say it went really well. Looking back, it it was a it was a disaster. Knowing what I know now <laughs> about how to train and how to look after my body, so I was running probably for my sweet spot is forty to fifty mile per week. That's all I need to do to get through an ultra. Yeah. But when I was really enthusiastic at the start of it, I'd go out and do fifty k training runs. Yeah. Looking back, that's. Uh, a really silly thing to do. So I was doing a lot of them. I was doing a lot of back to backs, which I now know not to do. Um, so yeah, it was just it was just learning, learning on the go. It was a great look, looking back. It was a great period. I was I was learning on the go. I was doing something yeah. different, and yeah, it was just really interesting and exciting. And then like I saw Killian, a load of Killian videos. I was well into Killian Journey back in the. Back in them days, and like uh, rocking up to races, yeah, if he can do it, I can do it. <laughs> it was just the bizarre mindset of just like watching other people being really motivated by them. And yeah, I got yeah. to that. I got to that start line, completely naive to what an ultra would feel like or be, and just start the race and see what see what happened. And luckily, yeah. I got to the end at that particular time. wasn't particularly pleased with the result, but. I got to the end, which is the main thing for your first ultra, I suppose. Definitely, and you know, the 100k distance as well is absolutely no joke. Um, mm. I mean, it, yeah, any any ultra distance, I guess. Um, but yeah, 100k, it's a it's a long way. <laughs> you know, we're just sitting here saying 100 kilometers. Yeah, it just rolls off the tongue. 
but um, you know, it's hours and hours of of, of slog and effort. Um, I suppose it was yeah. my first experience of like running throughout the day and then running into the night. I finished yeah. before midnight, and it was that that was bizarre. That was my first real. Like, I'm actually in an ultra now. I'm actually cutting into sleep now, as opposed yeah. to finishing a race during the day and then going to bed at a normal time. It's like yeah serene experience running into the night for the first time yeah 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 Aye. and then there's there's like milestones along the way i got to 50 miles and thought i just looked i was on the top of this hill at 50 it just happened to be a really picturesque moment what i call the golden hour of ultra the last twilight of the day yeah and it's just like i'm really emotional like i've made it to 50 i now know i'm gonna make it so yeah it's just yeah. a really empowering day yeah and yeah i think I think ultra runners listen, and I, I know exactly what you mean. I think other ultra, ultra runners listening to this know exactly what you mean. Like, I mean, um, yeah, your emotions are just totally heightened. And I, I guess, yeah, I, I, I mean, God, I'm a, I'm a mess running ultra marathons. Uh, yeah, I get proper emotional over we've <laughs> all sorts of things. Um, but no, that sounds amazing. I, I'd love to do that race actually one day. I really like the Ridgeway. Um, it's like a, it's a trail, man. That's you know, there's a lot of history behind it as well. Really pretty trail too. Um, I, I'd love to do that. But um, you finished that race, we. I mean, so what? You know, you finished that hundred k. What do you learn from that? What are you thinking now? What are you thinking next? Uh, what did I learn? I learned there's more, more in me than I give myself credit for. Mm-hmm. To finish that race was like a real lifetime eye opener. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm thinking, what more could I do? Uh, then I, I suppose I dived deeper into the Killian Journey uh, hole and uh, carried on, like thinking, yeah, he, if he's running 100 miles, I can run 100 miles. And it was like that naive. I just thought, I can run 100 miles. I've just done 62. No problem. I can do that. Mm-hmm. Little did I know that. That's a completely different ball game and a completely different race, a completely different mindset required. 100K is easy compared to a 100 miler. Uh, yeah. So yeah. then I just decided that the Thames Path 100 in 2016 would be my entry into 100 miles. Uh, I got the qualifier through Race of the Stones and just, yeah, went about training. And it was really a quick turnaround. Back in them days, I'd I'd finish the race, I'd have the summer, the rest of the summer off, I'd stop running completely, and then my thing was New Year's Day, i start up again. If my race is in April, it's in April. If my race is in September, it's in September. But I start mm-hmm. on New Year's Day every year, so I had three months to get ready for my first 100-mile run, which, looking back, is balmy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I mean, I don't know. I'm in no... I don't think any anybody's in any position to criticize. I think as well that you know that could work for you. Um, I won't give what the result of of what happened at the Thames Path One Hundred away at the moment, but it might have worked. It might not. I'll let you tell the story. But um, I I think uh, yeah yeah I was in a similar kind of place back then as well in terms of because I think we so we kind of got into ultra ultra run at the same sort of time. My training was ridiculous back then as well. I was just so, yeah, I don't know what I was doing. But anyway, that's about me. But um, Thames Path 100, 2016, May 2016, I remember it well. Um, yeah, I, I've also signed up for that race. We've got a mutual friend who, called Robbo who I worked with uh, when I was in the RAF and I, I was... Um, preparing to leave the RAF, so I was, it was also a really exciting time for me. I was like, I'm leaving the RAF, I hated it Done my 12 years, and I was also looking forward to this race. And you mentioned yourself, you said, I've got a pal that's running it. And, um, yeah, we meet then on, on May, kind of briefly kind of meet and go, right, oh, hi, this is Lee, or I'm David, Bob, Dave, you know. Um, yeah, so 100 miles, I know how I was feeling, that morning, I was bricking it. Um, totally, well, I guess I was prepared to a degree. I think looking at 
the kind of kit that I had with me, what that I was wearing, that I had with me, I, I look back and I just put my head in my hands. I think, geez, oh, I would do so much differently. I wouldn't do <laughs> half of that. But yeah, hundred miles are there. How are you feeling that morning? Exciting, just really excited. I was, I was, I'd say I was a bit nervous. I go through a phase like before the race, I'm not speaking much, but. I was I was very for some reason I was just very confident on the start line, knowing that I get it done. I don't. I don't you look. You, you look from. really confident. You, I I remember I remember that. I remember thinking this like you look like you know, as cold as it cold as ice. You just looked so focused. You looked the part. I was like, oh, he's uh, I. He, you know, yeah, I, I was, I was in, I was in full on Killian Jornay fancy dress mode, weren't I? I was definitely uh, Team Solomon all the way. You're in your Solomon gear, I. And but you know, that's, I think that 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 is the best equipment for that that kind of run yeah. at that race, though. Do you know what I mean? I I can't remember what I was running. I was with, just wearing all the crap, but um, just like all sorts of different stuff, um. But no, I remember thinking that that morning I was like, oh, he looks laser focused, you know, and uh, I was just a, an absolute wreck. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's definitely I mean, a strength. I've, I've like always been conscious of the fact that I can laser. I can laser in. I say it to myself, I'm, I'm lasered in now. I'm ready. You do. You do. There's not you much do. else I can do. I'm studying. Yeah. All I've got to do is execute the, yeah. the off-season training that I did and I'd get through it. But yeah, I don't really yeah. tend to think I'm not going to get this done. Definitely for the first like three, I was blindly naive. Uh, yeah, I'm going to get this done. Uh, yeah. It's going to happen. Yeah, so, you definitely do. I've noticed that in other ultras that I've I've crewed you've crewed you at as well. You're very good at just locking in and and just shutting out a lot of the noise. I think and well, there might be a lot of internal things going on that we don't know about, but you certainly look very cool from the outside. So anyway. I get that feedback quite a lot. I keep I'm very <laughs> internal. It all yeah. stays inside and it comes out when, it's, <laughs> when, the, when the wheels fall off, I suppose. But, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's a good thing to have. Um, so, yeah, we, we set off from from, from Richmond there uh, that, that day. Um, we, we bump into each other quite a lot during the race, don't we? Um, yeah. yeah, kind of. Uh, it's. It, I mean, in a similar way that most ultra runners do, when someone's kind of around your kind of, you know, fitness level or whatever or experience, you know. Um, but yeah, I, I I just remember thinking in the early parts of the race, yeah, I, I was like, I'm not going to see this guy. To be honest with you, um, not that I was like, because at the time I didn't I didn't really know you, but I just remember thinking, oh. I know someone in the race. I know of someone in the race, and I just thought, no, I'm not going to see this guy. Um, yeah. He's he's away. Um, but yeah, no, we kind of, but the kind of high and low points for everybody, we kind of ended up kind of bumping in, bumping into each other along the way, didn't we? Can't really yeah. remember much about the first fifty. Um, I was thinking that myself earlier. Like, uh, what can I remember about that race? And the first fifty miles is just. I can remember a few conversations with you. Yeah. After that, it's not much I can remember. A few. No, the first, the first fifty. I think. I think maybe I don't. I don't want to speak for you, but I think it went kind of all right. Well, for me, the first fifty kind of went fine. Yeah. I think I was fifty mile fit that day. Yeah. Because yeah, I got to Henley feeling okay. Mm -hmm. Um, I was able to run most of that first fifty. Well, you know, I I did a run walk kind of schedule. I think. Uh, well, I had some kind of plan in my head, which yeah. would have been a very uh, blase plan, knowing me back then. But yeah, I was running every mile up up to Henley. Yeah, so I think it kind of went okay for both of us. But I, I remember both our crews being at Henley when I got in. I think you got into Henley a bit before me. Yeah. And I remember us kind of both sitting there. Um. I sat there way too long. Yeah, it was starting yeah. to get dark and yeah, yeah. It was up a bit, weren't we? I think. Aye. Yeah, I remember getting really cold and then 
um, just like shaking and, and then <laughs> getting set on my way and just that typical stereotypical image right. of uh, an ultra runner getting out of a chair and like you know <laughs> yeah. try to walk and listen First, up. Meters are terrible, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, but um, I think for us both, I think that race. I think the things that really stick in our memory is probably the second 50 of that race. Oh, definitely. I can remember all of it, all of it with HD definition. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, certain points, just it was like, like you say, we're both coming to 50 feeling like, okay, well, yeah, you're probably right. We're both 50 mile fit. I've run mm-hmm. that 50 miles faster than I've run it the first 50 miles in all th- three of the times I've been on that race. And then it just like slowly but surely the the compound effect took place and we we was breaking down together. Um yeah. I can remember like aid stations vividly like feeling terrible where I think eight eight miles after Henley we'd get to Reading. I think we're both at Reading together. I just feel, yeah, this is this this is different now. This is this is where it's completely different to the 100k because in 100k i'm finishing in four miles so i'm i'm, I'm like feeling yeah it's okay i can get through the next hour mm. but i don't know how much longer i've got to it probably turned out another 12 hours on course at that at that stage and yeah. just imagining that and getting moving forward against that feeling it's just like yeah that's it's all mental i thought at the start line it'd be all about pain that race but the pain wasn't the problem. It was that what's going on in the internal dialogue, the mental pain that takes place, the fact that you've not slept and you're not going to sleep until probably 2 p.m. the next day. I see. That's really interesting because I, for me, it was totally the other way around. For me, it was the pain. <laughs> you looked in pain. You looked in pain and mine was all mental. Yeah, it was. <laughs> no, I think pain. because I was so... Like it, it's like the first time to do anything, I guess. Um, I don't, I, yeah. So mentally, I wasn't thinking about. I, I was just kind of thinking, I'm going to be out here for a long time, and I was prepared for it. I was prepared for that in my head, mm-hmm. but I wasn't prepared for the, the amount of physical pain that I was going to be in. So I think that that's for me what sticks in my head. I don't remember any kind of inner turmoil. It was all about my feet, the blisters, the chafing. I mean, for God's sake, it's like I'm doing a 100 mile race and I wasn't putting Vaseline down there. Like, (laughs) so thinking back, what were you doing? Yeah, absolutely. But anyway, (laughs) but yeah, I I remember, I remember reading well. um, Yeah, those stairs that takes you up to that aid station, which are actually kind of sweet relief in a way because it's. um, it's just totally flat. Coming um, <laughs> out for a hill, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And what else in that race? Yeah, that, there was goring after that at seventy miles, weren't there? Or goring? Yeah. There was that little. Uh, we was definitely both there together, and I remember you left before me there. Mm-hmm. I I stayed on to take some more food on because I was conscious of the fact that. I can't run 100 miles on cherry tomatoes and watermelons. So I actually did have some proper food there. Um, and it was interesting, like, we was together all race, and I didn't really know you like the friend you've become now. Yeah. During that race, I'll admit, I saw you as competition. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I've got to, be, I've got, I want to beat this guy because he's, he's with one of my mates I've known for a long time. I want to beat him. I want to be the guy that finishes first out of us two today. And and I sort of like, I felt like I was hanging on because I think we joke about it now. Dave, the four mile an hour train, you've just yeah. got that consistent like pace where you're going and you're going. And yeah. I was hanging on towards Goring. So I, I've got to like let, I'm going to let him go. I'm going to start focusing on myself and run my own race. Yeah. I learned that too late into that race. Uh, so I took some food on and I felt all the all the better for it. Yeah. And then from Gory, you've got that seven mile seven mile stretch up to Wallingford or what become known as oh. the Battle of Wallingford. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Well, and it's an it's an awful stretch of the tennis path. It's all muddy. 
it, it, yeah. it under four it was just absolutely horrendous that day I can't remember it raining, but it must it must have been from a couple of days before. It was just really boggy. Like they feel like farmers. Yeah. It's like single track and just grim footing. And that's yeah. when I really lost my head. Like I thought I've given up on chasing this guy that I don't really know, but I want to beat him anyway. And then I feel like you're miles up the road. And I'm saying to my pacer Wayne, who's who I work with, like he he luckily enough come along to pace me pace me out the good of his art and in my in my brain I was like I'm gonna drop I'm gonna drop I've lost it I'm a miles behind anybody I haven't seen anybody for a long time I think the cutoffs were close I can't quite remember the times on the cutoffs but I had the feeling that we were close uh a mile out from Wallingford I'm thinking I'm done I don't I don't feel this I don't, I don't want to be out here till two o'clock this afternoon, as it turned out by then, yeah. and uh, I'd lost all. I, I, I say, yeah, I lost all hope of finishing that race the way I yeah. wanted to finish that race. So <laughs> I was having a hope pity party, and then I walked yeah. into Wallingford, and there you were. You and Robbo were sat there, and all the hope come flooding back. I was like, <laughs> oh, I can't. I, how are these That's people so... like a couple of hundred meters away? Where I felt like you're miles up the road, and just that minute there, we were all sat around. I can remember us sat around together like you was like a zombie. I was like a zombie. But inside, I felt this like fire growing again. And, yeah, I'm not as bad as I thought I was. I think that's what it is. It, it, all my life, I'm, like, comparing myself. And yeah. that was that. That was that okay. moment there. I compared myself against somebody. And, no, I'm not as bad as I thought I was. So that's where that internal fire that grew to make me finish that race. So, in a way... You helped me finish that race inadvertently. I'm I'm so so glad to have helped. <laughs> <laughs> no, and I mean, I mean that genuinely. But yeah, no, I think I think anybody. I know what you mean. Comparing, you know that people do that in all walks of life. Never mind ultra running, don't they? You know, making mm. comparisons to people and stuff like that. And but um, that can be a, a natural thing to do, definitely. Um, but no, I, yeah, I. Yeah, I remember Wallingford sitting there in total despair, just pain. Um, and then I met my crew about five minutes up the road from there as well. I actually stopped in the aid station and then I met my crew, which again, looking back now, I'm just thinking, I never, that's so stupid. You know, you're, you're stopping twice in the space of a mile and I was stopping for ages at that point. And I, I remember breaking down in tears when I saw my crew further up the road. I was in so much pain. I was like, I cannot do this anymore. This is... The, the, the 100 distance is just different gravy. It? It's just... Um, I, like you say, that, that bell curve of things that can go wrong, the further along in the race, um, yeah. is absolutely crazy. Um, but yeah, I, I would say from there... You are <clears throat> definitely on an upward trajectory. Yeah. Um, I see you less and less at that point. Um, yeah, you definitely go ahead of me. The next aid station after that is Clifton Hamden, isn't it? Yeah. 85. And I think I see you briefly there. Yeah, you left before me there. I was having another yeah. party there. And you yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I remember getting in there and being very worried about making the actual cut-off with the race, and I was speaking to the volunteers, trying to do mental arithmetic, going, right, if I do minute th this amount of minute miles for the race, do you think I can make it, and all this? And they're just like, ah, just get out and do it, you know what I mean? I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I remember leaving Clifton Hamden, and it's a horrible stretch as well. The, the, the view never seems to change around there. You're just on this grassy riverbank, can't you? It was on forever, didn't it? Yeah. A nightmare. But after a mile of maybe leaving Clifton Hamden, you and your pacer Lee run past me and Robbo like it's mile eight. <laughs> and I was just like, and you didn't even you didn't even say anything, you didn't even look at us, you just went flying yeah. past. And I was like, Wow, look at that. <laughs> I was like <laughs> So I mean, what was going on there? What 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 brought that out? Well, two, because honestly, two things really. Two things really. Um, 
<laughs> <laughs> I had a poo. <laughs> that helped. <laughs> and laughter. I think laughter spurred something on there. Like I, I got to that aid station. I was chafing like mad, and I went for a poo. And before I went for a poo, I actually got out the big tub of Vaseline
it's it's really bizarre way of how my brain works. Once I know I've done, that's when I've I celebrate the finish. Yeah, I, I strange. No, no, I mean I think you know everybody's different, but um, but no, that makes sense having seen you mm. finish. I mean, I didn't see you finish that one because I I finished behind you, but having crewed you and, and watched you finish races, that makes sense. You kind of mm. you you you, you kind of come in and it looks like you you just like yeah I knew I was going to finish it's it's all good here's <laughs> my buckle right see you later yeah. um, <laughs> no that's no that's cool no that that makes sense um, so I mean again we've had to time box this a little bit because I'm being a a cheapskate and using a free version of of Zoom mm. we'll definitely probably need to have another chat because we can mm. probably talk about loads of things. But I just wanted to, in the time that we've got left, what, what's happening now with you? What's next? Um, Have anything? What's next? So I, oh, the ultra thing for me, running wise, is probably finished. Um, oh, not really in a place where I can motivate myself to want to go through that again. Okay. Uh, but we, me and my wife Claire, have just finished Race to the Stones walk. Yeah, last month. Well, yeah, well, yeah, last month. So we did that together. So we did that last year, and we we both didn't finish it. I think she dropped at forty four miles. I dropped five miles from the finish. Okay, and we both wanted to go back and get that done. And we had a, we had a really good. Well, Claire had a really good race performance that day, and she dragged me through that hundred k walk. I was just having a hundred k pity party all the way around. Really negative mindset. Uh, we got it done and we Amazing. are planning next year doing something similar around the Lake District. I can't remember what what company, but there's a 100k walk around the Lake District that Amazing. Uh, we want to get that done. So I think that's me for the rest of this year and next year, just uh, okay. enjoying it, really going out and doing what I want to do. Like, I don't feel like I want to get out and do them hundreds anymore, but I'm open yeah. to... That might change in the future. Like, yeah, I feel. Like I'm never say never. That particular chapter, yeah. That's cool. And yeah, I, I, walking races as well. Oh, they are they are difficult. Just walking is, aye, God. There's no. There's when you're running, you can step down to walking, but when you're walking, there's nothing to step down to. So you've just That's got to true. carry on at that that pace you're going at, and yeah, Jesus. it's good. All right, then, mate. Well, yeah, we're going to have to wrap it up for, for today. Um, as I say, hopefully uh, we'll get you back on for another chat because there's loads of races that we could talk about. Oh, yeah, there's definitely yeah, there's a few more, isn't there? So, yeah, yeah look forward to that. Kelly, Right, well, thanks again, mate. I'll catch up with you soon. Cool. All right, mate. See you later. See you later. Bye. So I hope you all enjoyed uh, that catch-up with Lee there. Um, like I said, we probably could have talked for double, triple that amount of time. Um, yeah, there's so many kind of um, other ultra experiences that we've shared together, which, um, yeah, that we wanted to talk about, uh, but it's always the way. So yeah, we definitely need to get Lee back on uh, to talk more about these other ultras that we've that we've done together. Um, so yeah, it's time to look at uh, some of the ultras that went on uh, last weekend, kind of 5th, of, uh, 5th and the 6th of August. Um, I guess the kind of big one, uh, well, I see it as a big one, was the North Downs Way 100, uh, ran by Centurion Running, um, a race that I took part in 2018. Um, the runners this weekend experienced very different weather to what I experienced back then. Um, so Storm Anthony actually was blowing through uh, during that event. So some really, really challenging conditions. Um, like I said, when I did it in 2018, it was very different. It was extremely hot and sunny. Um, it was plus 30 degrees. 
I don't know what I would have preferred. I think probably the wind and the rain. Uh, to be honest, I think yeah, I've actually performed quite well in that kind of weather in the past. So I probably would have um preferred that. But anyway, challenging conditions. Anyway, um, you know, on a trail that probably got quite wet. Um, you know, from memory as well. Uh, running down some of those trails that are bits of technical uh, trail on 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 the North Downs way. So. Yeah, difficult. Um, a lot of chalk and stuff like that, so it would have been quite um slippery, as well. Um, so I um. Yeah, I mentioned Storm Anthony, challenging conditions, but seventy percent of the starters finished the race, which um according to Centurion in their their write up their race report, is a is a record. So incredible effort from all the runners who took part. Um, even if he didn't, I mean. It, you know, managed to finish incredible effort, um, in what sounds like really challenging conditions, um, in the ladies race, uh, that was won by Charlotte Fisher, uh, Charlotte won in twenty two hours and thirty eight minutes, uh, in second place it was Rachel Gillings who finished um in twenty three hours, and third was Lydia Thompson who finished. Not far behind Rachel in 23 hours and 6 minutes. Um, great times for that race, which also is actually 103 miles. Uh, you know, uh, just saying. Um, which probably added on a good hour for me uh, <laughs> when I did it uh, back in 2018. But anyway, it's a trail race, so, you know, that's the way it goes. Um, but yeah, you know, the good thing about um, the times there as well with regards to Rachel and, and Lydia, I mean, Rachel was 10th at checkpoint one, went on to finish in second, so very good pacing. Um, and Lydia, um, even more impressively, was 15th at checkpoint one and finished in third place, six minutes behind Rachel. So um, really good, really good running. Um, and the men's race, again, sounded like quite an exciting one. Um it was won by Ryan Whelan in seventeen hours and seven minutes. Uh, that's a you know a great time. Uh, second place was Joe Ackerley. Um, in fact, I should mention seconds here. Seventeen oh seven twenty. Ryan finished in. Joe Ackerley finished in seventeen oh eight forty seven. So quick maths. How many seconds is that? Eighty seven. Eighty seven seconds uh, between the two. Um, apparently, um, Joe. Um, when uh, Ryan was on the track, could you finish on a on a running track in the North Downs Way One Hundred? Um, Joe actually entered the track as well, about three hundred meters behind Ryan. So it must have been a very close race. Um, I've not looked. There's um checkpoint times and um on their on their website. So it'd be interesting to actually look at their splits and see how close they were throughout the race. I'll have a look, but it sounds like it probably could have been. A very exciting race and a, a close fought battle there, so really exciting. Um, finish that one, and in third place was Mason Willis in eighteen nineteen. Um, yeah, amazing times. Um, special mentions for me in this race. Um, Ken Fancett, who's running in the seventy plus category, finished his ninety ninth one hundred miler absolutely incredible um you know at plus 70 years um years of age um i've seen ken um running in in, in some of these ultras but not very much because he is usually far ahead of me but and you know the races such as autumn 100 where you you cross paths uh with with the leaders at times um because it's a kind of out and back race, the nature of it. Um, I've seen Ken running and yeah, so strong and yeah, incredible achievement. And um, he's going to be looking to complete that one hundredth, one hundred miler at the Open One Hundred in October, uh, which I've got absolutely no doubt that he will finish um, because the guy is an absolute machine. So well done to to Ken. That is amazing. And another special special mention um, 
to the runner who got the most value out of out of the course and and paced it the best to finish you know just before the cut off was Bradley Joel well done Bradley finishing in 29.55 um, so yeah 5 minutes ahead of the cut off um, fantastic effort um, to be out there in really tough conditions and keep um, pushing on and getting that finish so yeah brilliant effort Bradley well done um, so yeah it sounded like a, a really good event um, this year at the North Downs Way 100 yeah as I mentioned challenging conditions but yes yeah, 70% of the starters finished which um, is um, amazing so well done to all um, the other kind of big race uh, that I wanted to talk about was the Round Rock Ultra in Jersey Um they have lots of other kind of small races going on. Uh, I think they've got a marathon and a half marathon as well. And a kind of um, event going on there. I don't have loads of detail about the stories or any the happenings in the race. But um, results for the 48 mile. So running around um, uh, Jersey uh, were as follows. So overall winner uh, was James Manners uh, in a time of 6.27. That's... Um, great running for that distance and uh, again which I think it's quite a hilly course so well done uh, second place was Ricky Delouche uh, in 6.46 well done Ricky uh, third place overall was Vicky Stafford so first lady there finishing in 7.28 and third place for the men was Samuel Chick 7.34 uh, second place lady was Michelle Attridge in 7.36 and third place female was Laura Neville in 8.11 so well done to all um, special mention on the runner who got the most value Dave Faulkner, well done finishing in 11.58 so well done well done to all um, uh, running that race, it looks like a really a really nice one to run. I'd l- I'd love to get down to Jersey, um, and take part in that one. There's some good videos on YouTube of that race. It looks like a a really pretty one. Um, if you get the weather as well, I suppose. Um, uh, yeah, it could be a really nice run. Uh, I'll try to run. Uh, the other one that I wanted to talk about, but I've not been able to find any results. There probably are some out there, but. I'll, I'll maybe um, quickly give the results um, on the next episode was uh, the Roseland Trail, kind of known as the Rat. Um, it's run by Mud Crew, who also run the Arc of Attrition. They've got a 64-mile race and a 32-mile uh, ultra. Um, so, yeah, it's called the Roseland August Trail, um, a kind of ultra run festival that they put on. Um there's smaller yeah races as well. There's a five mile loop, an eleven mile race, a twenty mile. But yeah, focusing on the ultras, thirty two and sixty four. Um all the races are off road, a coastal path. Um I'm just reading from the uh, website now. Runs uh, the coastal path runs along a stretch of stunning South Cornwall coastal path between St Anthony Head on the Roseland Peninsula and Porth Pean in St Austell Bay. Um, so yeah, I, I bet again, depending on the weather, it could be a really, really nice, nice run, or it could be particularly brutal. Um, even in August, I guess you know, and I wonder if maybe they were affected by the storm that was down, uh, down south. Um, so I mean that could have been a really, really tough race. So. Yeah, I'll maybe look to do a bit more investigation into that one uh, for next week. Um, that was kind of the races that I wanted to cover that were going on this previous weekend. Next weekend, so weekend of the 12th, 13th, there's lots of races going on. There's a Connemara 100 in County Galway. I need to look into that. I'd be interested um, in reading about that one there's the Devil of the Highlands foot race in Scotland 
Um, I know a couple of people that are running that, so I'll definitely be talking about about that one and uh, seeing how that went. Um, there is what else here? The Gloucester Twenty Four Hour Track Race, the King Alfred's Way in Berkshire, one hundred and sixty one k. It's labelled that. Uh, there's one called Run to the Castle in Wales, forty two miles. There's a Stour Valley Path Ultra, hundred uh, k, and they've got a fifty k race as well. I did the 100k race back in 2019, that one, that's a, a nice ultra, um, so yeah, we'll get the results um, from that one too. Um, there's the Ultra Great Britain race across Scotland, that's run by GB Ultras, isn't it? Um, yeah, maybe the results might not be through for that one yet by the time I record, but do a bit of digging into that, that's a bit of an epic uh, uh, ultra that one, 215 miles. Um, uh, I'm, I'm not even actually sure what the route is for that. Yeah, I'll need to do some digging and um, read a bit more about that. Uh, there's the Windsor Ultra in Berkshire, 43.4 miles. Uh, yeah, so lots going on next weekend. Um, so yeah, I've got um, plenty of homework to do. Uh, at the end of next weekend to, to see what happened um, in all these races so uh, yeah oh there's also something a race starting on the 11th so that's a Friday the King Alfred's Way 350k it's labelled as so aye uh, oh and I mentioned that Gloucester 24 hour track race the 48 hour track race starts on the 11th as well um, so yeah um, lots going on lots of races so yeah, I'll definitely do some digging into those ones and um, yeah, get the results to you and uh, see if there's any interesting stories that come out of those races. So yeah, that's going to wrap up episode three. I hope um, you've enjoyed it. Um, hope you enjoyed uh, the chat with Lee. Definitely get him on um, at some point in the future. Uh, in terms of next episode, yeah, I've got a couple of people who in mind um, who might be coming on to have a chat with us um, and yeah very very interesting stories will come out of those episodes so um, yeah stay tuned I'll um, I'll let you know on um, Instagram and Twitter uh, I'm on there random ultra runner um, for updates and stuff like that um, so yeah um, hope you have a good week and I will catch you next time. Bye for now.